Alright, right now, I'm sickened. Welcome to Riot City, first of all. Second of all, you better listen to Three Count Podcast. Oh, by the way, Showtime, Jeremy Grimes. That she raised all of your won't change Who you think you Welcome everybody to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, because I do all of these interviews, because you know, that's what I do. Because Chaz don't run shit, he don't do shit, he just he just talks shit. But more importantly, let's get it down, because we do have ourself a guest and like i said this is the three count podcast now entering the ring which means we do have a guest for you this guest can be seen on acw you can see him at cwa warriors of wrestling new he's even been attached to ovw this man travels the land up and down east coast and a man that i admire the most give it up for the man himself known as beast man ah! what's going on clifford how you doing buddy Man, I am just so excited to have you on the show. I am happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, because man. You've been telling me earlier we were trying to do this, but last night we were able to do it. So, hey, I, you know what? No time like the present time. And even if there's things that happen, whatever, man, we got we get this started, we get this turned up. Let's do it. So really quick, we do have our first run-in of the night because that's usually what happens on these shows. Give it up for the man. He's a superstar. He's the man who deserves the Grammy, the Oscar, the Tony. He even has a Kids' Choice Award, and he has three Nickelodeon Teen Choice Awards. He is the man himself, known as Jeremy Showtime Grimes. Hey, look, I'm just happy to be here with Beast Man and yourself. What's up, Jeremy? How you doing, buddy? Pretty good, man. How are you? I'm doing too bad. Just enjoying another nice... Uh... Right here at the bowling alley, getting ready to start late, but I figure I put you guys out first, so. Right on. We appreciate it. Who's that guy? Damn, the screen just went black. Yeah, he, he does that. <laughs> so, let's get jumped in right away, right? So, first question, I asked this question, and I just, you know, generally want to know, like, who is Beastman? Who is Beastman? That is the ultimate question. Uh... Well, it could be a million things. It could be who. Beastman is a guy that really doesn't have an identity to who he is or what he is. It's what people perceive him as. Uh, if you're talking about the man behind Beastman, well, that's a guy from uh, – he was born on July 17, 1986, in a small town called Mepeka, West Virginia. Or you can talk about the guy that was born on September 18, 2010, in Clarksburg, West Virginia, at the Summit Hall Fire Department in front of uh, – 200 people and probably had one of the best matches of my life and how I became these. That's a, we'll get to that later. But uh, I would say Beastman himself, uh, he's this crazy, wild mountain man that is from the Stone, like the stone Age. He doesn't understand. He's from the deepest, darkest parts of West Virginia. He was just this let go out in the wrestling world to cause havoc and chaos and destroy anybody that gets in his way. That's probably the best way I can describe Beastman himself. I'm not going to lie. I remember watching you at uh, one of the ACW events in, uh, in Glen Burnie, Maryland. And uh, yeah, you just, just everybody just got <laughs> smoud. <laughs> It was like, it was one of my favorite moments that, and then uh, you had a match uh, prior to that. I, 
I forget where we were. It was a, it was an ACW as well. And the guy that you were wrestling there, like I've never seen someone throw chops in real life so hard. And uh, I, I didn't even feel bad for that guy after hearing some stuff I heard. <laughs> oh yeah. That, that's a song for another time though. We're not here to bear anybody. No, nope. that's not what we do here. But here is my next question though. What is one of the hardest things about being a pro wrestler? Uh, it depends. Like, you're going to hear a lot of depends. This is my personal view. I mean, everybody has their own different opinion about it. Uh, hard. Man, this is really hard. Uh, obviously, the injuries, the travel. Uh, my hardship, like, used to be uh, being in relationships with girls. You know, thankfully, I don't have that issue anymore because the girl I'm with, I met at a wrestling show. She's loved my life. Can't ask for anything better. She hates wrestling, which makes it even better for me because she doesn't understand nothing about it. But it just depends on when you start out, you know, like starting out in the business, probably trying to find booking is probably one of the hardest shows. Trying to be able to stay busy, uh, going to shows, trying to make sure you have a car that runs, uh, just doing whatever, just the hustle and grind of being in the business itself is hard on anybody. Mainly the injuries now, I'm older, I'm what I used to be uh, when I first started out. So, injury, and plus I'm almost 35, so the injury is coming. Like, the injury is starting to catch up, but I feel the same. I feel the same way when I was 22 years old, stepped in the ring the first time. Like, I do today. So, that's, that's really the hardships for me. In this, at least. So, what got you into the business? Oh, man. Uh, I've always been a fan of it since I was a kid. Uh, mainly when I was, my first memories of wrestling when I was a baby was watching on television when I was about four or five years old, uh, watching Saturday morning WWF superstars, seeing The Undertaker, uh, Hulk Hogan, obviously I was a big Hulk maniac, and then, this was for what I can remember when I first started, then just like getting tapes of uh, the, my friends, my mom's friend would get ta- like, would tape the WWF pay-per-views, like watching SummerSlam. Uh, for the first time when Macho Man married Elizabeth. Uh, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior versus Ted DiBiase, Sergeant Slaughter and the Iron Chief. Uh, Big Boss Man versus uh, the Mountie, Madison Square Garden. See Andre the Giant before he died. Uh, stuff like that is what made me larger life personas. Uh, and then just like, this is when I was there. And then when I was growing up, I've always been a fan. Like, I always hung out with the guys that loved wrestling. We all did. Uh, then people grew older. I kind of still stuck with it. Never gave up on it. I always told everybody since I was a kid I was going to be a professional wrestler. And uh, junior high, I uh, kind of, like, tipped away from it for a little bit. Uh, then started loving watching it again when he had to there. It was coming on. Uh, I got into football. Uh amateur wrestling then was still watched it didn't really like didn't really want to do it for a living I uh, didn't really want to make it my job and until uh, I went to my first ever indie show uh, when I was 15 it's a funny story how that happened I went to uh, high school Catholic high school one of the kids that used to go there all of a sudden became a wrestling community you know that's usually how it is some of them guys oh we were approaching so you got you gave like the whole school ticket. So I'm like, I'm going. And on the show was Mike the Cloud. Oh boy, it's gonna be great. So I go up to uh, the guy that was 
Floyd at the time. He's like, I like asking questions. Like, oh, so what's Dink doing? My first question was, so where's Dink? Both people asked. He's like, oh, he's a Mexican. Just let it go like that. And my first, then like, this is what really kind of got me hooked on knowing what this is what I wanted to do. During the match, there was a guy named Sweet Stevie Lee that came out. Um, he's from out towards Lyon. He's from the Ohio area. Like he, he he passed away years ago, but he was a really great guy. Comes out, gets on the mic, and says, "I challenge anybody." What he says, "I challenge anybody that feels like they got the balls to step in the ring with me." I was sitting front row. I said, "I'll take you on." He's like, "Oh yeah, get in the ring, fat boy." I was a stealthy two thirty-five back then. Uh, so I step, I get, I get up, I start sliding in the ring. He's about to come to put the boots to me, and security actually pulls me out, and they tell me to sit down. Instead, of, and I'm like, I'm going there to kick his ass. So like, no, you need to sit down. So I sat down, and like, the crowd was just like all up in arms for him. So it was like really cool. I was like, oh, I got my first pop. Then uh, after the show, I like the ring was still there, and. I was like, hey, uh, what can I do to get in the ring? The guy, you know, the guy had the ring. He was, uh, if you want to you, uh, help tear it down, uh, I'll let you uh, in the ring. Stepped in the ring. Uh, Jimmy Garvin said this is Hall of Fame speech, and this is true. Smelled the canvas, smelled the ropes. Stepped in the ring, just looked around, and I knew right then and there, that's when I realized I wanted to be a professional wrestler. It was crazy as it sounds. Like, it was that moment. That, like, that you know what you want to do. That was it. So since then, I've stuck with it. I tried to get training while I started out. Couldn't get the proper training. It took me about maybe five years after that to get proper training before I started, before I became who I am now. So, but yeah, I am I crazy? Like, the way I got started into the business, like, I was brought up old school. Um, and what I mean by old school is, like I said, I didn't have no formal training when I started out. I was just trying to get in the ring as much as I can. So if they were, and I would lie sometimes, say, oh, yeah, I got trained by this guy. The guy would actually show up, and he's like, I didn't train. So they would put me in the ring with that guy, said, so guy, and get my ass beat. You know, like how he did back in the territories where, like, you try to break him in and see how it was. Well, uh, starting out, like, and then I finally found a guy that said he could train me, and said guy would always tell me, hey, uh, you need to – you, you gotta act like you're the baddest man around. You need to tell these motherfuckers how it is, and I would do that. I would run shit my mouth off when I shouldn't. I got blackballed pretty easily until uh, I the guy, one of the guys that really helped me out the most is Andy Ward. He uh, runs a company in West Virginia, and he uh, I drove him home from the show one night. He's like, he saw my match. He's like, you know, you, you do got you do kind of got potential. You got the proper training. Like, I want to get trained right. I don't know what to do. So he hooked me up with a guy named Nikita Allenoff from Pittsburgh, and I started working with the PWX wrestling school up there. Well, all of a sudden, the school kind of shut down. I had a career half falling out. So what they did was they uh, set up the ring, set up a ring at Rich Garage. And it was like, okay, it's like, here's the ring, here's the outside, here's the inside. So we were like, we started training in January instead. So whenever the snow would get like covered up, we'd have to stop training and start sweeping the snow out of the ring. And then we did that for like 
six months, and then when it got hot out, it was really hot, no air conditioning, no heat, we'd be freezing, we'd be hot. I mean, really, we really serious hardcore. And on June 6, 2006, uh, yeah, 666, I had my uh, very first ever wrestling match as a trained worker, and it was just man. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a, sorry it took up a long time, but I, I want to tell the story. I don't want to put bits and pieces in, you know. That's what the editing's for. Well, to be fair, this interview is all about you, so you can take as long as you want. <laughs> well, I don't want people to start turning off the I don't want people to start turning off the show when they start getting bored. So. Nah, that's on them then. That's not, that's not. <laughs> so I'm trying to get ratings here, guys. Try to get ratings. <laughs> so my big question for you two is what if what advice would you give to up and coming wrestlers? Uh, go to college and not get in the wrestling business. <laughs> really, I mean, oh, <laughs> sorry, COVID. You know how it is. Uh, in all honesty, like if people wanting to start out, I would not recommend starting out the way I did. I would find a legit school with a legit trainer, someone that has credentials, that has made it somewhere. Uh, there's a lot of good wrestling schools out there now. Five ones aren't as bad as you Basically, you have to move to OVW, go to Louisville. Get trained by Alex now. Go to the Monster Factory, Danny Cage. Go to AML's Wrestling School in North Carolina. A lot of good schools. Uh, I think my the Freelance Wrestling Academy of Chicago. There's a lot of good wrestling schools out there. You just got to really put the effort in. and uh, You got to really put the time and effort in to know, like, find the one that's right for you. Like, there's so many wrestling schools out there now, but you have to think about it like this. Uh you can either go get trained by somebody that will never make it in the business, or you can get trained by somebody that's been there and teach you when to get to where he's at, he was at. You know, that's the way I see it. Yeah, and Ring of Honor wrestling school too. Can't forget about that. I will. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to hand it over to Jeremy, and Jeremy's got some questions for you as well. Oh, Jeremy. Bring them on, brother. Bring me in. Bring the hard ones. I don't know what you're gonna ask me, but just nice. so you know, I have not. I I, no, I do not know what Batista's dick size is, so we're gonna get that out of the way. Okay. All right. Well, there went like my first six questions. Uh, no. So I uh, asked. <laughs> I ask questions that are wrestling related and not wrestling related. I kind of just want to get to know yeah. you more in person. So my first one yeah. is, a lot of us have pre. Um, pre-game rituals before we like hit the curtain everything like even if it's on the way to the show i've heard answers from i wear the same underwear every time i wrestle to i eat the same meal what are some uh pre-game rituals or pre-match rituals that you do before you hit the curtain oh man you know what i never really even noticed to be honest with you uh just Usually, I'm by the curtain match before getting ready. Uh, if I would say anything, I would always. I don't really have any pre match rituals. I, as crazy as it sounds, like, I just get out there and go. Like, my adrenaline starts going. I got when my music hits, I go out there and kick ass. I, if I would say anything, I always. Uh, I always put my gears the same way after every match for the back end. 
You know what I mean? I mean, I, I think that would be like my ritual. I know it sounds dumb, but oh, no, I do have the wall. So I do have the wall before I go out. So just to kind of get through the journey. Right on. Uh, favorite place you've eaten at after a show? Oh, man. That is a good one. Uh, it depends on where you're at, man. It just really depends on what part of the area, country you're at. Philly, uh, Jersey area, Astrogino's, it has to. Yeah, you got to get your cheesesteaks. Tony looks as up when I go there, uh, but except on Sundays because they're fucking closed. They got to change that. <laughs> uh, mainly like the Pittsburgh, there's for Manny's. That's like the spot for everybody. Uh, in Ohio, Lima, there's that. And Lima from where we go to this bar called uh, uh, Somewhere is what it's called. It's that's usually a good spot. Uh, they have food and drinks there. Canton, there's uh, this one bar we go to that's really cool. Um, then there's out Mashland, there's Fridays, Michigan and Detroit. Uh, we go to this Mexican restaurant for after uh, Rude Boy shows for international big time wrestling. Chicago, I really haven't found a spot yet. Uh, usually I go back to the hotel. I used to just go out and, like, find it. We used to go out, like, when I was younger, we'd go with bath to bars and, like, break and just, like, get screwed up and chase women and have a good time. Now, for me, it's like, I go, like, go eat and go home. You know? Like, as much as I love hanging out with the guys, like, it's a whole different thing. It, it seems like the older you get, you really just don't want to, like, I guess, cause trouble. Because I've been known to cause some trouble. And I don't want to be like that. Uh, right on. Um, Trying to keep a professional image. <laughs> uh, best crowd you've been in front of, like state-wise, like you've been you've been a lot of places. I, I see that you're going to Texas here soon. So yes, I mean, yes, I'm excited about that. Shit, there, we have to edit that. We have to edit that out. So, uh, oh, give me one second. Let me cough. <laughs> I got allergies, so I got a dry cough right now. So you have to excuse me. I'm not. I don't have COVID. We're good, even if we're. So, uh, my favorite crowds. Can I go by? Uh, can I go by area? Because there's like a lot of places. I mean, my, I think my all, like my favorite favorite crowds before was Philadelphia. Easily Philadelphia, New Jersey, Philly. I love the. I love the. Uh, like the ECW roots. I love the toughness. I love like. You have to really go out there and give them 100%. You know, I mean, they don't like seeing half-assed people because I've seen them get booed out of the building. Same thing with Chicago. Chicago is the same way. They don't want to be bored. They don't. They want to be entertained. You gotta go out there and give them 100% each time. You know. Uh, Maryland's fun. I like Glen Burry. Glen Burry's crowd when I was out there in February was pretty cool. Uh, okay, favorite crowd: Pittsburgh Russell Reds. Uh, Sam Adonis is That crowd, it's like a mix of beyond GCW. Like it's Pittsburgh wrestling with a lucha atmosphere. It is amazing. Like, it, like it's just a great time. Like, I'll give you an example. I always, uh, I always feel, I feel, always feel the crowd while I'm getting there. Like if they're into it, I'll give them more. Not that I'm like, well, I'll give them, I'll give them beast man, but I'm not going to give them enough to where I'm going to kill myself. Last WrestleRex show. Crowd's hot. Crowd is up. They are up. So my phone goes off the top rope. Cut them off. I climb the top. 
I'm thinking like, what can I do here? I call I call the Hurricane Ron. Call for Hurricane Ron. Never done. I haven't done Hurricane Ron in 15 years since training. And he's like, what? Let's go. I go. I almost I almost land on my head. He went through. Crowd went crazy. Erupted. Like that crowd is just so nuts. I love it every time. That's probably my favorite crowd. Favorite crowd anywhere. Uh, I've wrestled in front of. It's the best. Like and the guys in Lima for war. They're also great, passionate fans. But just that atmosphere at WrestleRex is what really, what really is like makes it great. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I guess my last question now, and it's one of my favorites. A uh, favorite wrestler's entrance. Like entrance? Yes. Uh, I really like Matt Tremont's. Uh, only because he, he's a, he his theme song is the same song as my ringtone. I love Journey. I'm a big Journey guy, so like just yeah, just the roar of that crowd getting pumped up before he comes out. He has them in palm of his hands when he comes to the garden. It's just I don't know why it just gets me every time. It really does. Right on, right on. So I know I can't ask about Batista's dick size. So uh, back to Cliff. All right. All right. One question I really want to ask, um, because you mentioned it, I definitely was going to talk about it anyway. But uh, her Karana day you threw. But with that being said, my question really is, what's the worst bump you've taken? Worst bump I've ever taken? Oh, man. Uh, two years ago, Wheeling, West Virginia, IWC, uh, they showed the casino there. Uh, it was a six-way scramble. I went off the top rope, did a flip, landed on the concrete, and hurt my head pretty bad. So, oh. like I, did, I mean, I did a, it's the worst, it's the worst, like, imitation of a flip you would ever see, but it got to the point across, crowd loved it, so I would say that'd be my worst pump ever. <laughs> that's, it's a fair assessment. I mean, that does not sound good at all. <laughs> but with that being said, that ends, like, all of, like, the basic questions that we have, but we have the best segment on now in the ring, and that is the world famous 10 count questions. Here's how it works, sir. We're gonna ask you a series of questions, 10 of them to be exact, and okay. rapid fire. So it's whatever first thought comes to your mind. So we'll put the imaginary timer on the clock. Bing! And our first question starts off with favorite food. Pizza. Dream match. Bruiser Brody, if he was alive. Favorite movie? What's my time in Hollywood? I like that movie, too. Friday night, what are you doing? We're in a Halloween party. You do that every Friday night? This Friday, I am. All right, right on. <laughs> Favorite podcast? Much I'd love to say your guys' and we have to say Jim Cornette experience. And you know what? We'll go we'll take a close second to that. I'm okay with that. I was gonna say that. <laughs> Smackdown or Raw. Neither. All right. Favorite wrestler. Can I do two? Yeah. 
Um, once past Bruce Brody, when it's currently around right now, uh, Drew McIntyre. Favorite place to visit? Detroit, Michigan. I like Detroit. Uh, Name someone that you would want to see on this podcast. Big Ben Bishop. If he hasn't been on here yet. I think he'd be a good story. We will we'll be having him return. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there you go. So, uh, let, me, let me say somebody else. Sam Adonis. Okay. I like that. And then last but not least, and this is where this is going to be really fun. My favorite question to ask every single person that comes here. Favorite curse word? Fun. Hey, let's go. <laughs> all right. Well, with that being said, that is the 10 count questions. We've asked all of our questions. So, Mr. Beastman, can you let our listeners and viewers know where they can find you? Get your pen and paper out, boys. All right. Uh, and you want to find me on uh, Instagram at Beastman Husk, Twitter at Beastman Husk, Facebook.com backslash Beastman Husk, uh, YouTube at Beastman Husk. Basically, if you want to find me on all social media platforms, look up Beastman Husk. And if any promoters out there want uh, are interested in bringing me to their town, email me at BeastmanHusk at gmail.com. There you go. So that is everything. So with that being said, I am the Red Dog Clifford Miller here with Showtime Grimes. This is the Three Count Presents, now entering the ring, Beast Man. So tune into the next episode. Be there. Husk. Husk. (laughs) So be there or be somewhere else. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give subscribe, turn the bell on, turn the notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. At prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show us some support, please.